0: G'day, Hawkers. This episode of the Hawk Talk podcast is a little bit different in that it's an edition of Hawk Talkback. Now, basically, what that means is we went live on Twitter just a couple of hours after the final siren on Easter Monday, and this is a recording of that Twitter space. A great fun, of course, as always, with Hawk Talkback. Wonderful to hear from some diehard Hawks fans. Uh, the audio quality isn't normally to the standard of what we put out, but you know, we figured we'd get it online anyway so you can ride the wave of what was a magnificent victory over the Cats. Uh, also, watch this space. We might be back later in the week to record too. We'll see. Anyway, on with the show. This is Hawk Talk Back. Enjoy.
1: Five-all for De Kony Couldn't hang on. Gunston on the left. There we go. Forward into the hands of McDonald. Hawks a chance for another opportunity here to the front of the square. Lewis. Bruce, Moore's got four. Numbers here with the Hawks. Cross. Just in to defend. Bruce wobbles board. Lewis,
2: all on his own, can walk in and seal the deal. He said at the start of the broadcast that this young Hawks group take a big scalp. They're going to the second stick down. Have a listen to this.
0: My voice is absolutely shot. <laughs> welcome all supporters recording live from the victoria hotel lobby because that's the quietest place in the cbd that i could find so here i am uh, i'm gonna get tiz on board as well my esteemed co-host tiz have i got you can i hear you
3: the victoria hotel lobby mate
0: <laughs> <The> victoria <laughs> hotel lobby yeah it's pretty swanky I mean, I thought I thought it'd spend up big, mate. With a win like that, you've got to celebrate it in style. So the Victoria Hotel lobby, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a day. What, what, what a day. Um, before we get stuck into it, I want to welcome everyone to Hawk Talk Back, the, uh, the live talkback edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. Now, if all things tech go smoothly... Hopefully we're recording this and uh, we can chuck that up online for anyone who wants to catch up on it or has to bail out halfway through or even missed it. So stay tuned for that. To hear
3: their question answered again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we do invite people if you do want to contribute. It is Hawk Talk back after all. We do want to hear from you. So uh, jump on, request to speak, and uh, we'll let you on board. And we want to hear the, the burning questions, the pure emotion over, overflowing from today, frankly. I mean, what a day, as you said, Tiz um talk me through it what was your experience uh
3: one of complete and blinding anger <laughs> I'm glad <this'll... laughs> the boys didn't fall into uh, tremendous to keep their heads as they did and uh, look that that I didn't expect them to come back and win keep their heads uh, that game from Newcomb um, there's no ceiling on that boy he could be anything right now, as, Yeah, the, as, he can set his sights on whatever he wants to be. It's amazing.
0: The, the development in such a short space of time has been, frankly, astonishing um, to insert himself, stamp his authority, and establish himself in the best 22 in the manner that he has so emphatically. Um, it's the way he conducts himself, the endeavour that he brings week to week, regardless of the end the outcome, um, he, he digs in. And that's what we needed today. We needed that kind of endeavour.
3: Well, we won the contested possessions, and the contested possession differential in that final quarter was enormous. Like uh, when the the whips were cracking, Selwood and Dangerfield were nowhere to be found, <laughs> and uh, that's when Newcomb and and Mitchell stood up. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, I couldn't be prouder of of what they've done, and <laughs> you know um, the, the kicking accuracy. Everybody got involved. Even even Warple came on and having had a dressing down, which would have hurt him, mm. he he comes in, puts his head over the footy again, <laughs> goes again, mm. has one of the highest impacts for pressure points. You know, um, there's a there's an ethos, there's a character to decide.
0: Yeah, they played like a team that were really um, torn to shreds during the week. <laughs> you know, we saw that footage of uh, Connor Nash getting monstered by Monkey. <laughs> it was a bring your mouth guards kind of training session. That's how it was reported. And I feel like they played like it in, in a lot of stretches. I mean, to come out and, you know, the, that punch on the scoreboard, that those those punches they landed almost immediately really set the tone. It's like, okay, no, the, the Hawks have come to play today. We haven't seen this this year, that kind of... Um, intense flurry to start the game. That's new. We haven't seen that this year.
3: And that, and that was driven by the youngsters in that first mm-hmm. quarter. A lot of the youngsters, that, that first passage of play was Reeves to, uh, to Newcombe, to Ward, to McDonald, to Lewis, wasn't mm-hmm. it, I think, and then Goal. I mean, that was just terrific. But at the start of that fourth quarter, when the younger kids were looking for some leadership, mm-hmm. I thought, and uh, Jager O'Meara, who hadn't had that much of it, really put his hand up and said, I'm gonna impact it.
0: Yeah, one thing I want to point out is this year, and with good reason, we've been critical of Hawthorne's midfield, the, the old the old hands, the guys that we insert there as a as a matter of the starting lineup. Um, I think O'Mira played his role, but I really want to single out Tom Mitchell. That's his best game for the year, surely. And I thought he was enormously influential.
3: Oh, definitely. And each of them kicked a goal. Mm
0: that's true yep Uh, if you do want to jump on if you do uh, want to jump on we'd love to hear from you Um, just request to speak we'd love any questions you want to chuck our way Uh, just any sort of celebrations (laughs) we'll take those as well who who did you like from today who surprised you who was your most underrated player from today's game Uh, who who could use a spell even I I want to hear what people took away from this game in terms of what they do to the lineup next week I'd be fascinated to hear that
3: geez, it was a roller coaster. We looked on top of them early and then Ned Reeves goes down and you thought, oh... We don't have a fit rack
0: on the whole list now. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty inconsolable when that happened. I thought, well, there's, that has far greater ramifications for the rest of the season. It's not to say I, I don't for one second believe that Hawthorne will be contenders or anything this year. Um, but in terms of your prospects and how you shape up from game to game, from week to week, that's, that's going to have huge ramifications. So I was... You know, I was down in the dumps. So I had to explain it to my friend Jess. I'm like, yeah, this is this is not good. She's at about her fourth or fifth game of AFL. I'm like, so the thing about it is you need a Ruckman, typically. <laughs> it's kind of nice to have one.
3: Unless you're Richmond. Then you're no. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me just... Yes. Un- I, know, I know you haven't looked at the stats A little much, bit, yeah, but, go on. Uh, Jai Newcomb. Jai Newcomb with 31 touches. 19 kicks, 10 handballs, seven marks, three tackles, two clearances and a, a game high 650 Ooh, meters. There you go. 84% time on ground. The the kid's a freak and I I hope he I hope he keeps the 44, I honestly do. <laughs> just, just keep that going. the phenom from
0: Puong. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on to something there. I mean, what, what a find. What a find. It, it's this, the pluck, the hunger, the desperation. And you knew you would need it on a day like today as well. With the, the forecast the way it was, you knew at some stages of the game it was going to be a scrap. And that requires a mid to get their hands dirty, get in, get the pill, and do what they can to haul us over the line. And he, well, it's not just this game. He epitomises that, Joy Newcomb.
3: And uh, your mate, Big Mitt, Mitch Lewis, he didn't take a step backwards today, did he? No,
0: no. Another, well, I'm not going to say a bag of three. He kicked three. Three straight for Mitch. Uh, We call him main event Mitch. You're hearing it more and more. Um, He he bookended the game, mate. He kicked the first goal. He kicked the last goal. He had the last say. And uh, he is a main event player, is Mitch Lewis. Out of nowhere, he's... Look, if anyone's read our season guide, this is every bit what I hoped for him. (laughs) Every bit. I'm not going to...
3: Hey, someone bought... Someone bought one after the
0: game. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you'll at least at least you'll see the Mitch Lewis entry and go, "Oh, these boys might know what they're talking about." <laughs> take that to the bank, at least. Page one. That's Page one that's there you go. Season guide
3: available uh, now. But Harry, but Harry Morrison, I I was um, spitting his name a couple of times. He made a couple of crappy errors, but uh, he he's turning out to be. Um, a real playmaker in the side, and he's got a license to, to sort of set up the attacks under under Mitch. There were a couple of times where I just wanted them to be a little bit more cautious, mm. but, but no, they kept attacking, and it works. The game plan actually work. yeah
0: th- this is the thing I had to explain to Jess um on uh, at various points throughout the game um Hawthorne aren't necessarily meaning it to uh, mean to kick it straight to a Geelong player uh <laughs> it, it's the strategy certainly but it's not meant to go that way um they have an idea they they what they have a plan they're going to try and execute that plan and you know It's under construction. It's not always going to come off perfectly. You are going to get those nervy moments that make you tear your hair out as a fan. But the fact is, you can see what they're trying to do. And when it actually comes off, it's brilliant to see.
3: Now, I can see Aaron and and Regan and uh, Al and Lee and a few others. are usually pretty,
0: pretty lit <laughs> in the best way. We love hearing from them. Anyone at all, we would love for you to jump on, share your thoughts, sling us any burning questions, anything to stump us. I, I welcome the challenge. I, I noticed also that Peter, uh, Peter, if you're able to talk at all, mate, oh, yeah. it's M, Peter M10, friend of mine, <laughs> um, you know, used every last ounce of passion today in the stands in the trenches as it were um because there was plenty to yell about what did you make of those many free kicks that were (laughs) quite
3: dubious well look without my um uh, SEN uh, commentary I'd have no idea what a lot of them were for and when you when you look at the uh, coverage for Gunston up the other end of the field, raising his arms and pointing at the screen. That is just one of the most ridiculous decisions I've ever. Oh,
0: had to... mate, don't don't wave your arms. That's a Enjoy. don't wave your arms. That's a cardinal sin in the modern game. You can't wave your arms. You can't be demonstrative in any way. Uh, I, I, we've got Peter on the line now. If you'd like to, you have got your mic on, Peter. I would love to hear just how your voice sounds at this late stage of the day. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it's it's not too bad to be honest with you, but um, it's probably going to be a lot worse.
3: Play, so. <laughs>
4: and I'm I'm just really thrilled for the uh, for the young guys in the team because if you, well, you know, from memory, I haven't watched the game back or any of the highlights, but that last few minutes when you just thought, oh God, can we just get it in the hands of experienced players? It was continually falling into the hands of the young guys that have played four, five, mm. 10, 15 games. And they would just kept pushing the ball forward relentlessly. And I know from where we stand, everything looks pretty kosher and uh, we're undercover, but the conditions were, were not um, conducive to anyone handling mm. the ball cleanly today. But when they were really under the pump at the end of the the game that the guys were just going well. We don't want to save this. We want to win by more, and that's just that. That's fantastic. I I, I just can't speak highly enough of um of what was going on out there because their bodies are pretty slim. <laughs> there's not much. There's not much protection there, but. Uh, Definitely, yeah, very proud of the guys that they that they fought the game out, and, and especially being two goals down at three quarter time, it was probably the writing was on the wall that the the more seasoned uh, and elderly bodies of the Geelong players were going to just roll over the top of us. You only mm. need to get a couple of uh, lucky free kicks, and you know young guys can drop their heads, but there was none of that. <laughs> it, was, it was just, yeah, it was just fantastic. Yeah, I, I thought it was. Um...
0: A strange day in terms of just luck not necessarily being on our side. I am gonna ignore the umpires for one second. I just mean like, you know, drop marks, little fumbles in inopportune times. I thought gave Geelong like a real sniff and, and sort of after such a hot start, let them back into the contest. I thought it was really unfortunate. I you know, dare I say that we actually looked a bit better than than most people would think today. I think I think we played
4: pretty well overall. Yeah, it was it was interesting on um at lunchtime, I was listening to Three AW and Caroline Wilson, who I, you know, I'm not going to say I'm her biggest admirer. However, <laughs> um, I have a, I have a listen when I when I have to, and and she said, "Listen, I'm really looking forward to today's match. I think it's going to be a great game." And she goes, "I think Hawthorn are heading in the right direction." I thought, "Gee, is this <laughs> this is a, a change of change of P- pinch yourself, um, Peter?" Yeah, I I, I was, and I just thought, did she really say that? Is she sort of lauding us and saying that we're not too bad here? But, um, you know, I saw a little bit of those clips during the week, and and obviously Sam really, you know, worked the boys over uh, and, and made them probably feel that, you know, listen, we, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be performing like that. Yes, it's going to happen. We know it is. Mm. Yes, a, a commendable 2-3 goal loss, but to just get trounced uh, the way we did, that was um, unrecognisable compared mm. to the team that played today. So I, I was wrapped that they came out and, you know, showed, showed who they really yeah, are. Yeah,
0: it's, it's a credit to the, to the guys that are out, actually out in the field, of course. It's a credit to the coaching staff too. You can't forget that. They, you know, by all accounts got them up for this game. Um, It really lit a fire under them. Uh, I want to bring Carlo onto the line now as requested to speak. We'd love to have you aboard, Carlo. Welcome to Hawk Talk Back. Uh, I want to hear what you made of this game. If you switch your mic on.
1: Sorry about that, Nick. We dropped out from Newcastle, mate. We're still on dial-up up up here. We're in the the backwaters, out in the rural areas of New South Wales.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, mate. You seem up and about. I want to get your take on today's game.
1: I refused to watch the game. I, I, the only thing I watched of the today's game was the last 40 seconds after <laughs> Mitch scored his sealer because I know the, I know the impact that I have on the Hawks. And when I saw that we were doing well after the first quarter, I said, right, there is no way I'm turning this on because I am guaranteed that Geelong will kick 12 unanswered goals and will lose this by 50. So I was, I, I was doing the updates for our Facebook page Um uh, Hawthorne Football Club supporters page. Get on it if you if you. Awesome haven't
0: page, yeah. Definitely hit that up on Facebook.
1: We've got we got a bit lazy lately because I'm not going to lie to you. I took a, I joined on as an as an admin like nanoseconds after we started to be good, and it's been nothing but heartache and <laughs> DMs of pain ever since. But so. Um, <laughs> So after the first quarter, I was doing the page update and I'm trying not to do that thing that I love to do where it's like, great start by the boys here. Oh, now we've just got to kick on
2: and yeah, we're going to take
1: it to them. I'm like, no, nah, don't, don't get too far ahead. So um, um, I was slowly doing the updates and I could just see Geelong coming back as yeah, they always yeah, did. Of course. But I've, I've, look, I've got to be honest with you, and this might be a little bit controversial because I did join in late. But I kind of feel like if Clarko's coaching us today, I'm not convinced we win, and the and that's that is absolutely sounds like Clarko slander. But I, I, I sort of felt like today at three quarter time, I was like, well, this is Mitch's, this is sorry, this is Sammy's chance to do something different. I, like, like this is his chance as coach to say, well, I'm going to imprint, I'm going to put my my footprint on this team now, and this is how we're going to approach the last quarter. So I always kind of had that. M- more hope because we've been dreadful in Easter Monday mm, games. Mm. So um, it, was, uh, it, it was it was it was ju- it just felt like such great vindication for the team for the boys and Sammy looked great in his post match presser as, as, as well. And um, yeah, it was a, it was a great way to finish the weekend because I'll tell you as as a Newcastle based man and as you boys do know, I do like to spread myself around. Mm-hmm. I suffered a heartbreaking stoppage time loss against Melbourne Victory on Saturday night with mm-hmm. the Jets in the A League. The Knights absolutely did their bundle in Wollongong yesterday uh, in the rugby league. So I just – I said to them this, I said, I can't do three days in a row. I cannot watch the (laughs) Hawks ruin my four-day weekend. So I I didn't watch a minute of it. And I'll tell you what, I'm reluctant to watch any more games moving forward because if that's what I need to do to help them perform the way they did today – all the more power to them. geez, that's uh, a
0: this has turned into an A plus cameo, Carlo. You've done well for yourself. You've given us a bit <laughs> of an around the grounds. Can I say I am actually on board that train with you? K- kick your feet off the seat. Let me sit down. I'm on the I'm on board the train of I'm not sure. Clarko's Hawks might have been capable of today. I think the reason we got this result was our uh, insistence on rolling the dice. Like, no, no, we are going to play our way. Sometimes it's not going to come off. I think. At, Actually, our grimmest points in the game were when when we fell into the trap of playing on Geelong's terms. I think... they, they wanted to exploit the fact that our Ruckman wasn't coming back on. He's done for the day. Yeah, uh, And it was actually uh, my friend Jess, who I, who I stood with, who said, they keep on kicking like he's still out there. And I said, that's actually a very astute observation. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. <laughs> when we didn't do that, and we played more of the Mitchell-era style gameplay, uh, I think that's when we gave ourselves the best chance, and that's how we got the outcome we did.
1: Look, I've, I've got my mytho here as well, and I'd be reluctant. There, there are a fair few people listening here. Shout out to... Connor Nash, mm. we have been on the on the Nash train from the day we were at his debut again, on, I think it was Easter Monday, wasn't it? Yeah. We were at his debut and the only reason I want to give him a special shout out is he is from the same little town over in Ireland that my Misso is from and every time he takes the field, he is representing um, that, that country and he does it with uh, distinction mm-hmm. And I think Sam Mitchell coaching him is going to be the best thing that happened to him in his professional um, athlete, athlete, athlete's career because you can just tell that there's something about Nash that Sam has tapped yeah. into. And I've, I've always – the reason I was – because just quickly, I'll let um, – I know I've taken up the microphone for a little bit, but obviously I am excited. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always had a concern – that Sammy was going to be the Nathan Buckley of the, of, of the Hawks, where there was the oh clear, coach, the clear <laughs> coaching ability. Calm down. let me get, Look, I'm, I'm, I'm about to do a Jeff Winger-style speech from Community here, so <laughs> let me get to the end. He always had the – you knew he had the talent and you knew he had the brain for it, but I've always maintained the best coaches are not the most talented ones. They are the ones that know how to get the best <laughs> Out of yourself without natural talent, and Mitch forged his career out of saying, "I am going to be the best," despite the fact that my natural talent is not up at the level of some of the players that I'm mm. going to be competing with. So he is a bloke that, over the last twenty years, has basically spent every working professional day in sport, going, "I know what it takes to get the best out of mm. someone," and that's and so yeah, I just I would um, hats off to Connor. It, this year and today and yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased for the boys because yeah, like I said, we'd, we'd lost eight out of the last 10 Easter Monday. It's not really a rivalry anymore it was, to a, to a certain extent. It was sort of starting to turn into something of a um, procession for the cats mm. and um, yeah, really, really pleased with the boys. So every time they lose again this year, everyone, you'll know that I was watching closely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw to Tim in a sec who's been uh, wonderful enough to join us. And thanks for hanging on the line, Tim. Um, Tiz on the subject of Conor Nash. a be remiss of me. I mean Carlo brought him up and brought up his development. Um a huge milestone of Conor Nash today. Uh running down Joel Selwood. It was a thing of beauty. <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> yeah, that goes in the highlight package. <laughs> that it's a big moment. And uh, isn't he quick?
0: He is. He's deceptively he quick. Connor. He's a tall, athletic Irishman as Connor Nash. Uh Tim, Tim, you're on the line. You've been good enough to stick with us. We want to hear from you. Any questions, any thoughts you have? Go for it.
2: Uh evening, guys. I was uh, lucky enough to jag a couple of medallion club seats through my work for me and the kids, so I was seeing the whole thing uh, with my hands over my eyes. Right <laughs> but um, in terms of your thoughts, something that struck me, and I'm a layperson, I haven't had a look. I've sort of got a problem. I meant to prep for work tomorrow, but I wasn't going to watch the whole game again, so I have to balance those mm-hmm. two things. Um, it really seemed the way we were shaping up on defence was almost – not quite conceding, but basically saying, look, if you want to go boundary side and mark it 50 out, good luck to you. But we're not going to allow you to shape up to mark in front. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, Geelong were inaccurate. And, yeah, they were. But I think that's also a reflection of the quality of the defence, basically saying you're not going to get a high percentage shot on goal. You're yeah. essentially going to be forced out to the wings.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Tears? You seem like you have something to say.
3: Yeah, no, they were, they were guarding the corridor really well. The interceptions from uh, Frost were excellent mm-hmm. too. Um, they, they've got to be really careful, uh, the oppositions, when they come into our forward line, because it's not a really good forward entry or it's a shallow one. It can come back very quickly yeah. and at pace. So, um, yeah, we're, we're quite happy for them to hit the boundary lines, as you say, leave them free and, and protect that centre mm. area Yeah, um, that, that, and, and really demand Demanded they be at their best to kick him You're quite right, Tim. The, the thing I
0: want to point out is, yeah, I mean, obviously you, you force it to the boundary. So you know, if they do happen to get a shot on goal, obviously it's going to be far more difficult. But the the second function of that is, oh, if you dare play the centre corridor, if you try and switch it in, that's where our counterpunch begins. Like you don't want to do that yeah, against okay. the modern-day Hawthorne outfit. That's playing into Sam Mitchell's hands. So I think that's why they guard it so heavily. If teams ever dare entertain the option and they don't absolutely nail it, Hawthorne's going to seize it. They're going to run it up the other end just like that. So I think that's the function of it personally.
3: And they leave it free to run into as soon as we get a touch. They just hit, take it out into that uh, area. And, uh, you know, usually one of the guys is already peeled off and is waiting for the ball to come Exactly, yeah. Um...
2: I was just – sorry, and I won't be long, but I was just going to say that it's one of those things where you read the raw scores, you know, X points, X mm. goals – And it's simplistic to say, oh, well, this side kicked better than this Mm. side. But it's often more a reflection of the strategic approach in terms of high percentage shots, low Mm -hmm. percentage
0: shots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's always a ton of ways to read into this stuff. Uh, (laughs) The stat that I like, was it three first-term goals for Dylan Moore? Yeah,
3: and four in the first half. <laughs> half. That's
0: that's incredible. Again, we say it every single time. I know, we're carrying on like a broken record. But Dylan Moore, uh, one foot out the door, <laughs> not too long ago, uh, the transformation has been absolutely sensational. Uh, he's essential. He's surely one of the best small forwards in the league. It can't be any
3: question of that. Uh, yeah, him and. Uh... And, and, and a couple of, well, I mean, Switkowski was pretty good for Frio and he's <laughs> been at Hawthorne as well. So it's a weird, we were looking for one for so long and, and there were two right under our nose and, and both nearly got away. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Once again, I want to take this opportunity for anyone who, you know, wants to um, chime in, uh, burning questions for us, or they just want to comment on what was a sensation to win. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Request to speak. We'll, we'll get your mic working and, uh, yeah, fire away. Um, disposal efficiency today, Tiz. Our, our defensive line is obviously one of Hawthorne's greatest assets, and I think that can be reflected time and time again in the disposal efficiency. Changworth Jath, I'm going off the top of my head here. I believe you had 19 touches. But I think 95%. Um, a quiet day, by all accounts. It wasn't his absolute electric best from CJ, but when you're using the footy that well, I don't think it needs to be electric. I think it just needs to be
3: accomplished. Uh, yeah, so there, there were comments I got that uh, CJ was being manned by Smithy, but I didn't notice that myself, did you? No, that?
0: no not specifically, no.
3: Um, but, yeah, he was he was down from much of the match, but you're right, 95% disposal efficiency, and, um, look, he tried to impose himself at the end of the match and kept running, which was fantastic for mm-hmm. the side. Like his, his overlap run providing an option. And there's just a couple of moments there where the Geelong defenders are looking to take an easy mark and there's a fist thrown in, brings the ball to ground. Um, McDonald keep, keeps running. You know, they're, they're really pushing themselves at the end of the game. And, and those older Geelong bodies who should be able to break through those pain barriers and push mm. through, uh, just did refuse to go with them. And uh, I did listen to Scotty's press-up. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. If you, it, 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 there's nothing in it if you're a Geelong fan. There's no, nothing to take away from it. There's nothing to take away from it if you're a Hawthorne fan. It's very much a non-event. But uh, oh, it's good to hear that. In the first thirty seconds, you can just hear the disappointment, and then you can move on. Think, <laughs> <better>. <laughs> well, two words.
1: Can I very quickly ask about um, James Sicily? Because obviously, I didn't see any of his mm-hmm. play except in the post-game highlights. But I was really impressed with his post-game um, interview on on the couch. Mm-hmm. He spoke a lot about. You know, obviously the long injury layoff, I'm correct that he, he didn't play a game last year? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. He spoke about how he had an opportunity to use that time to sort of um, focus a lot more, you know, develop, m- mature a little bit. Can I, and can I sort of um, just give my personal take on that in terms of I, I'm a uh, – I'm actually I'm a soccer player, um, socially sort of thing. That's that's where I've played most. Oh, you,
0: you would have sport. loved today, then, and mate. Go back to the replay. There's a, there's a few free kicks that are very soccer-like.
1: So um, let me tell you something about being unhinged when you play sport. <laughs> is that when you? I, I, I've always been able to relate to poor sis because I promise you, I, I promise you, hand on heart. When you have white line fever, it's legitimately not a joke. There is something that happens to you when you get onto that field where you genuinely do become a different person to the extent that everyone talks about, oh, he needs to learn to react. He needs to learn to react better. I I promise you, it is a near physical impossibility. (laughs) There There is just something... it's sort of something that manifests, whether chemically or physically, or I I, I can't explain it, but it is nearly impossible to react any different way other than the way you naturally do. And so it was really quite heartening to hear him speak about that. And he he spoke with such sort of distinction after the game in the way that he addressed Mm. it. Because it would it, I can tell you from experience, it is so easy just to be that player that it's like, look, I'm just gonna make the best of it and see what happens or you just you just flat out ignore mm. it. And I think it was a very uh, telling sort of um state you know, interview that he gave about the fact that he, he wanted to address it and he did want to talk about the fact that, you know, I'm aware of what was going on before I got injured and I had this time to sort of think about it and I just I don't want to be that player. And so I, I think that was very heartening for someone like sis because Everybody can see the talent Mm -hmm. and – if you, can, if you can manage to get that switched on focus, which I think Sammy is someone who's well-placed to help him with that.
0: Yeah, because Sam, Sam's an intellectual, really, and he's a people person. He, Sam, Sam Mitchell yes. knows that he has to adapt um, to each player and go a player-by-player player basis and what they need from him at any particular point in time. I can't help but think, you know, is it yoga? Is it is it meditation? Is it Call of Duty? You just don't know it's Sicily, but whatever it is, <laughs> it seems to be working. He was, uh, he was one yeah. of our most influential players. Players today on the ground, Sicily, easy.
3: And he had the opportunity to kick that <laughs> oh, That Would have been amazing.
0: Yeah, he, he kind of had to flash back to when he was a forward there briefly, and uh, I don't know why it didn't work out. He's one of the best kicks in the league, um, so it's a, it a rare miss. I'm
3: just on. Uh, I'm just flicking through Twitter on my on my laptop, and I'm watching the Tom Hawkins shooting stars. <laughs> games. <This is> great. <laughs> uh, uh, can we, gentlemen?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna let you get back to it and pass the mic on to others. I always do like taking these opportunities to say, love what you do. Please keep doing what you're doing. I'm sort of. Um I know I speak on behalf of everyone when I say absolutely one of the best uh, sports broadcasting podcasts going around and it is, uh, yeah, I I hope you're able to keep doing what you're doing for a very, very long time. Oh, you
0: are too kind. Uh, We we love hearing that. Um, Give us a quick plug before you jump off your Facebook page. Give us one more.
1: Yeah, so um, I think we, a mate of mine started it up um, shortly, uh, around the time of the sort of um, three-peat um, it's called Hawthorne football club supporters page. And we, we sort of just try to do your, your standard, you know, team news and club news and, and, and updates, but it, it's turned into a really interesting forum where just, you know, I think we've got about oh, tick under 18,000 followers last time I checked. And, oh man, let, like, let me tell you, it is just, it, it is a pure roller coaster of, input when it comes to just the different types of Hawks fans that are out there and and as I said to you i'm, I'm I spread myself across all sorts of sports mm-hmm. and you know yeah you, you can't be you have to have a certain emotional volatility to want to be able to do that and so it's but the reason I say that is it's very refreshing to me to sort of see those different perspectives and to see just how much people love our club. yeah like it it, it really is quite a sort of startling and confronting realization when you just do see like how much people metaphorically bleed yeah. that
3: um, time. Matt Edwards had a had a tweet today. My two year old thinks her parents are psychotic, jumping <laughs> around screaming <laughs> and hugging all because of who <laughs> And and that's it. So,
1: so yeah, Hawthorne Football Club supporters page. Look us up. Um, it, it, you know, it's easy to follow, and, and we really do just try to keep the updates coming. And um, um, yeah, but you'll you'll be very surprised the uh, the people that you do meet uh, on the. Page. <laughs> well, there you go. I, I mean,
0: absolutely well worth jumping on board because um, this stuff becomes uh, like better. It becomes better when you share it. And that's what we're all doing here oh. online at the moment on this Twitter space. Um, Carlo, I want to thank you for your time, for chipping in tonight.
1: No, thank you very much for having me. It's uh, I always love talking about and hearing about footy with you guys. So um, enjoy the rest of your evening.
0: You too, mate. You too. Uh, anyone else that would like to jump on board, we would uh, we'd love to have you uh, chipping in with any questions, um, any comments at all after what was a sensational day. Uh, one that ebbed and flowed, certainly. It wasn't all on Hawthorne's terms. It certainly started well. Uh, I reckon... Uh, We'll have about another 20 minutes, I reckon, for this. What what do you reckon, Tiz? What have you got? (laughs) you got much planned? Are you just going to bask in this? Got to watch the replay, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll tell you what. Can can I just comment on the replay? I did, um, before we went live, I decided to watch the final couple of minutes. Uh, Were the commentators tired? They had themselves a big weekend. They they couldn't give it much more than they did. (laughs) Yeah. well I would have preferred a bit more passion behind it.
3: It was very much like the end of that prelim, with the uh, with the goal of <laughs> with the siren. The siren didn't sound. And uh, look, um, as good as the games have been against Geelong, and it's great to beat them. Um, it was a little bit of a, it was a little bit of a smaller crowd than we'd be used to. Probably on the back of the last result. Yeah, line, well, just
0: just shy of fifty fifty thousand in the end, which surprised me. I thought. At least the view from M10, I would have guessed it was packed. But, um,
3: the sound was. It was. But, you know, um, look, for them to be challenged like that and respond and go on with it at the end and just back themselves, it's just, this is going to be a year where this squad develops and we're probably going to have big, big changes and big, um, differences in output from week to week, but it's going to be very exciting. Uh, mate. Uh, looking ahead to
0: next week, as I mean, you're kind of winding down this space now, and I guess we need to look ahead to the clash in Sydney, the Anzac Day uh, weekend clash. Um, what changes do you make? That is going to be the question. I mean, obviously, do we know the extent of Reeves' injury? I imagine he's out, what, a couple of months or something, right?
3: So um, Sammy was reluctant to rule him out next week. Really? said these things sometimes slip back in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think that was – I think he was uh, – Still had to be the old white line. Too, perhaps. <laughs> uh, not not thinking too clearly, but uh, Max Lynch's, uh, what did he do? He got concast, then he got COVID, then he got a beasting, an anaphylactic attack about three days ago. So he's he's having a good run into next
0: week. Yeah, I, I heard he, he got off the couch um, too quickly and sort of felt a bit dizzy, so I had to sit back down again. It's just a lot, a lot going yeah. on for Lynchy.
3: Well, he's not going to be in any kind of footy No, catch. that's right. So, um, so Anzac Day and in Lonnie against the Swans who have just absolutely demoralised West Coast, um, which, you know, could all go well for us because it wasn't really a game of footy. Um, it'll be a good, it'll be a great occasion. I think it's already sold out, isn't it?
0: I think you might be right. Wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, we've got Andrew on the line. We'd love to hear from you, Andrew, if you are uh, far away.
3: Yeah, thanks, Hawk. Um, Got to say, first time listener, first time speaker. Um, I've just got back from the game myself, so I've had a few celebratories. But um, just on the Ned Reeves issue, I am a massive rap for Ned Reeves, but I actually thought um, Connor Nash did a fantastic mm. job, just neutralising the ruck today. Is was all I really wanted to say. That um, I thought him and Kajitski had to step into that, uh, uh, you know, very tall void. Mm. Um, Kajitski clearly better as a forward, but I thought. Nash being able to neutralise those centre bounces and then also become a bit of an on-ball rover himself. I thought he was... I genuinely thought he was a fantastic um, contributor today. I don't know what you guys... Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, we've been on a bit of a Conor Nash chair already. I think um, the thing to say yeah, about him,
3: I'm not allowed to talk. Of, I'm not allowed to talk about <laughs> Nash too often. Uh, I've spent the last couple of years talking about Conor. <laughs> no, uh, the, the thing about Nash this year, no, he's, he's just tireless, isn't he? he? He doesn't give up a contest, mm. and, and there are a couple of moments, uh, especially. I think he brought it down to to Bruce's feet a couple of times, and and you know the rack when it long have always been a problem for them that's why they've gone out and got Segler mm, um, mm. but Reeves looked like he'd tear them apart and, uh, and then we thought oh no they're going to dominate us and i will push them forward and luckily the rain happened so they didn't really do that because neither of them can move very well um and Conor Nash as a as a small as soon as the ball hits the deck would turned out to be an advantage for, yeah. for us.
0: You, you mentioned Johnny Segler, um yet to put his best foot forward or any foot forward in fact for Geelong. Uh, so it's a shame for them. Um yeah, Conor Nash a lot has been asked of him. He's not Built for this role, he, he hasn't been trained for this role, but he's just been forced to play it, and he's held himself rather well. His, his, you know, his endeavours right there. And I think Cosie. It's funny how things work out, isn't it? Because Cosie had that very brief internship of Box Hill playing the ruck, simply because Box Hill had no other choice. It was at one point shared between Cosie, Callow, and Jekka all going up in the ruck, take, taking turns. It look, let's be clear, uh, against Carlton at the very least in the VFL, were absolutely. Annoyed annihilated in the ruck um but you know it's funny how things work out i'm not sure uh, you know the application from Cosie would have been nearly as much there as it was today without that um so it kind of worked out the
3: other thing the other thing Conan Ash was very good at was uh spurning from the contest and making sure that he was one more man around the next contest mm. while the ruckman was lagging behind mm-hmm. And I think that would have greatly frustrated Scotty in the box. And I love that, Andrew. And thank you for pointing Connor Nash out. Any (laughs) any chance to talk about Nash. I really admire him. Yeah, we do. We do have
0: our flagship favourites here on the Hook Talk podcast. My man, Mitch, main event Mitch Lewis, and uh, the Celtic warrior, Conor Nash, both get a very good run. They get great coverage on this podcast. Uh, back to the back to the um, subject of changes you make. Uh, what did you think of Cozzy's game? I don't, he, he tried hard. It wasn't the pure forward game that we're used to seeing him play. So I don't know. Do we judge him harshly on this?
3: Oh, it was, a, it was an honest game. I don't think they ever really... Um, oh, there were a couple of moments he dropped the chest, but mm. a couple of other things where he could have taken the game by the scruff of the neck and had a shot on goal. But uh, he, he basically said, I'll do whatever the team needs today. And um, he didn't shirk any any moments. That's true. Um, well, his phys- his phys- physicality was very good, I thought. What? For a bloke who hasn't had any time at an AFL level... For a, for a while um, that's a pretty good hit out coming into the rack like that that's
0: true yep far away Andrew he
3: got 11 hit he got 11 hit outs uh, Ned Reeves got 10 and Connor Nash got 5 well
0: there you go Andrew you got your mic on you want to fire away with something perhaps not <laughs> so the mic go off again that's alright I'll jump in because one of three inclusions it was three in the end wasn't it um we had also Phillips and Shields. I'm not sure. I rated Phillips' game. He's, you know, he's not a VFL player. He's always going to start at the VFL level, Tom Phillips. But uh, when he gets into the AFL team, um, he's a perfectly adequate player. I'm not sure we're going to get more than that.
3: Um, yeah, it's a it's about the uh, the team play for Tom yep. Phillips in the AFL level. He's not really um, gelling with how the team wants to play. Uh, we, you find when it gets to him. The game slows down, and that's not what we're about. He needs to, and it's similar for for uh, Shields as well. But I, I felt his game was excellent today. I really enjoyed having having Shields out there, dependable hands in the wet. Mm-hmm. and I felt that he. St- he righted the ship a couple of times.
0: Yeah, I, I was thankful for Shields being back out there. Absolutely. I thought he definitely had a say in this contest. Uh, any other underrated players? I think Scrimshaw won't be talked about too much, which is a damn shame. I thought he was great.
3: No, no, no. Scrimshaw was absolutely brilliant. Yep. Play. Uh, a couple of times, second and third efforts, and, and, and just his general demeanour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh, is something that you can really hang your hat on. And I... I know everyone was talking about their bloke, um, what's his name, Tom Stewart, but uh, we have we have some remarkably good backmen, mm. and uh, and they have an opponent with them when they go into the contest.
0: The, the progression of um, Denver Granger Barras, I think, this year is becoming a nice little story arc. They've definitely put a lot of faith behind him, and uh, I think he's repaying it. The stat sheet won't immediately show it. I think you got to look into it a bit deeper, no. but um, he's...
3: The stats are irrelevant for DGV. Yeah. There was a one-on-one in the goal square uh, where he he beat, um, oh, God, how can I forget his name? Uh, they gave him the number five. They were so wrapped when he got to the club. Cameron, wasn't it? Was that Cameron? Cameron. Yeah. Cameron. <laughs> yeah. He had a shocker today, didn't he? Oh look! <laughs> absolutely terrible shank kicks. And I, I got it, uh, but that's all between his ears. That that's
0: I have got to say, you know, heading into this game, I did wonder, you know, have we made a mistake by giving Hardigan no touch? I don't know why he's missed as much football as he has. Is it is it a COVID thing? Uh, like he's not even been cited at VFL level lately, so. Um, I did wonder how it would fare with the likes of Hawkins and Cameron roaming around. I thought, ah, oh, this could be a real nice game to have Hardigan in good touch. But, hey, we held them well enough, certainly. Well enough.
3: Yeah, well, uh, you know, Tyson Stengel looked pretty good around the goals. Um, and, yeah, yeah. But, jeez, uh, the team play was magnificent. I I really enjoyed how we moved the ball. Yep. I, yeah, it, it looked Geelong had their plans, and, and our boys had to think their way through it under pressure. And they're good players. There's some very good players in their midfield. And, you, you know, it just the pressure of the game as well. Last week, not wanting to turn up with a mouth guard to training on the <laughs> again. Um, I'm just going to bask in this for a while, Nick. I think.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, I wonder what changes we make. That's that's something I'm going to have to ruminate on. Off the top of my head, I'm not sure who I'm bringing back into this side. We need to cut co- I imagine we'll need to cover for Reeves, of course. But other than that, glaring one.
3: Well, is there an is there an option to
0: to have Callow? Yeah, I wondered there. that. I wondered, do you give Callow a debut? Just, you know, put him in for Cosie, perhaps. Uh, we've got Will Day waiting as well.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, Hawthorne play a very similar style to, to Sydney mm-hmm. now. so It should be a very, very watchable game on Monday.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Sydney being, <sighs> they're looking very good. They're looking very dangerous. But then, I said the same about Geelong. Well, I wasn't convinced that we'd get the job done today, but you know, it all came to pass, didn't
3: it? Yeah, I think with a young side, you can get carried away with a bad result. Um, they're pretty durable. Uh, obviously, they didn't lose too much, much faith in themselves. So we're sitting in eighth now, three and two. Mm-hmm. Percentage of 106. It's not bad.
0: Yeah, I read that uh, from from one Dwayne Russell over the weekend that Adelaide are a genuine finals threat. So I don't know what that says about us.
3: What do we have to get to? Isn't it if we're in the in the in the top eight, come round six, we've got a very good chance of playing. Finals. Yeah,
0: dead to dream. We've got Essendon soon. <laughs> they look right for the taking. So. Oh, it's, it's terrible to see. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
3: you were sending the highlights of Darcy Parish not running down his opponent. I was like, mate, you've gone too
0: yeah, far. <laughs> I was in, indulging a little bit too much. I was glad not to see too much of that today from Hawthorne. I just, oh, they turned they turned it on its head from last week. The 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 connection was there. The team play was there. The endeavour, the spirit, the work rate are just comprehensively a better game than last week.
3: And uh, if we are talking about other, other teams, I just want to have a word to Port Adelaide <laughs> telling them they're taking this too far. they keep playing like uh, Clarko ain't one going to come. So
0: just... That's right. you really got to thread the needle, don't you? You don't want to make it too unattractive for Clarko to come knocking. Uh, I just want to point out for listeners on behalf of Tiz that I think Tiz is the, the first person to have made the, the call of Clarko to Port Adelaide well ahead of everyone else. <laughs> you called that from a long that's way out, yeah. didn't you?
3: I did, yeah, but, uh, anyway.
0: yeah. Look, it's going to be very odd if it comes to that, but um, yeah, I've got to say, mate, as we begin to wrap things up on Hawk Talk Back for this evening, I'm enjoying the the ebbs and flows of the Mitchell era. I'm having fun. I knew, I knew I'd knew i be entertained this season, if nothing else, and uh, that, I, that is certainly the case, 100%. Now, what did you
3: think of German Impey this week? Jeez. <laughs> uh... He, de- he deserved the game this week, didn't
0: he? Yes. Yeah, I thought he was far better this week. I just want to say, I love how I begin to wrap up. You're like, yeah, what about this other play, though? <laughs> uh,
3: uh, who wants to stop talking about it? I'm you know, going to
0: have to soon. <laughs> I'm
3: <laughs> hoping. Um, yeah, how is how it is <laughs> going again, Nick? Is, uh,
0: well, you know, just in the...
3: is the security coming and moving? Nah, no, again, no, no. It's a pretty pre... Pretty... Who's this bloke in the corner wearing a hawk scarf and a bean in the... Uh, <laughs> Have you still got those uh, Hawthorne <laughs> Nikes? I wish.
0: I wish. Did I tell you I've got a signed buddy boot? Yeah, no, you've shown me a few times. Yeah, there, there so. you go. Still love him. I'll never get over him. <laughs> Uh, No, I'm I'm still recording the Vic Hotel. I don't know if it came across in the recording, but there was a bit of uh, Dolly Parton 9 to 5 going over the PA before. No, No, it didn't. All right. I shouldn't have mentioned it then. How (laughs) (laughs) unfortunate. No, I'm off to a comedy festival show in about 15 minutes. So that's why I need to wrap things up. It's a big day for me, mate. Mate,
3: this is a golden moment. You could just leave this on, (laughs) you know, and uh, we'll join you at the. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i think um you know it might require purchasing a ticket for everyone that's online at the moment it'd be pricey yeah uh, <laughs> stretch the stretch
3: the technological boundaries of uh, twitter <laughs> i mean
0: if you, if we're gonna sling that kind of coin sling it to us patreon.com <laughs> that is the worst and cheapest and nastiest plug yet Shame. that is the worst one i've ever done i feel ashamed I suppose, I, suppose uh, I am just looking to wrap up, though. Hey, uh, thank you for everyone that joined us this evening. Uh, thank you for everyone that jumped on and said their piece about what was an exhilarating day of the football. It always is. Easter Monday, Hawthorne, Geelong. I mean, last year was decided by only five points. We are right up to our eyeballs in the contest um, to get away with a win today, with main event Mitch sealing it, if you don't mind.
3: Now, were you louder for Bruce's goal or Mitch's
0: Mitch's goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's my man Mitch. Can't help it. He's one of my faves. Love watching him go about things.
3: But that, but that gorgeous silky pass.
0: That was not a pass. From Tom. That Smith. was not a pass. Let's just make that perfectly clear. <laughs> 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 that, oh, that had the makings of a um, slapdash, haphazard, ugly Tom Phillips goal, uh, but it wasn't to be. But it did find a target, so I think we can be thankful of that.
3: No, it was fantastic. That, that was my favourite moment, I reckon, because every Geelong person was absolutely apathetic <laughs>
0: with <that> work. <laughs> uh, oh, mate, we better start wrapping things up. Uh, as I said, thanks to everyone for joining us for Hawk Talk Back. Um, we're going to try and do a few of these throughout the season. This is something different for us. We're recording this tonight as well well um and hopefully you know barring all technical difficulties we we might be able to put this online to, to stream again for people at a later date we'll see Uh, watch this space literally watch this space uh you can also find us on facebook of course facebook.com slash hawk talk pod find us on instagram uh and we're on patreon as i said patreon.com slash hawk talk pod if you sign up there you can uh, become a subscriber there's perks such as bonus content and uh yeah every every little bit basically helps us do what we do and and do stuff like this we can devote more time to it the more you support us so if you really love the show and love what we do that's where you want to jump on board
3: We'll be back to uh, regular broadcasting later in the week. Are we? On <laughs>
0: Monday. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Now it's tended to a meeting on air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I'd, look, put it this way. Uh, I'd be happy to relieve this game. So. It,
3: well, it's a, it's a big match this week, three and three or, or four and two. Yeah. It's, a big difference.
0: it's going to be a big one. Uh, mate. Thank you, thank you for uh, taking time out of your evening to do this, and I'm glad that I was able to find the Victoria Hotel lobby in which to conduct my Hawk Talk pod business. It's been good.
3: I was wondering where you're yeah. going to go. <laughs> uh,
0: thank you once again, everyone, for being on board. Thank you, Tiz. Thank you for everyone that joined us. Uh, that'll be it for this evening for Hawk Talk. Back. Uh, stay tuned because we may or may not have an additional podcast later in the
3: week. I. I- I I wondered whether you'd go into a lift and just press the emergency (laughs) button
0: and hope for the best. Oh, mate, stuck in the same place going nowhere fast, that's Geelong. Oh, and
3: getting
0: older. Time marches on, doesn't it, unfortunately for them. (laughs) That
3: that no regrets article in The Sun today, yeah. Okay. Enjoy the win. Mission accomplished. (laughs) We are a happy team at Hawthorne.
0: Thanks once again. We'll see you later.